Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Today, I just want to be used. I'm, I'm going to share some things about prayer. I'm not going to share everything about, I mean, I'm going to teach on one subject, one slither of it. But I want the Spirit of God to use me today to speak. And one of the things he told me, he said, Randy, the message today is just as much for you as for them. How many of you know a lot of times that we can uh, let things slip, that we can know some things, and then, and then, you know, we can know so much, and then you let things slip, you think you got it. But after I started going back over what he taught me and what he wants me to teach, I said, dear God, I let that slip. He said, that's why I want you teaching it. That's why I want you to teach it. And so let me share. I want to read this. It's not in my notes. And so um, I want to. He has been teaching on the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine fellowship and breaking of bread, and in prayers. Prayers, plural. Not just one prayer, but prayers. All kind of praying. And so, prayer is the key to a Christian life. If you want to have a a, a Christian life, a successful Christian life, you're going to have to have a prayer life. Prayer is the heartbeat of the Christian faith. It's what you do in secret that counts. Not what you do in public. I remember years ago, and we're going to get warmed up in a minute, okay. Years ago, the Lord spoke to me this. And that's when I was in business, and I, had a, I was praying every morning and every night, and I still do that. He told me, he says, if, you're, if your public life is greater than your private life, then your public life will be your downfall. So when you see people falling, Christians falling, pastors falling, there's a reason. Thank you for that, amen. Okay, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Why? Because watch this. If all I do as a minister is to get a message from God to come give it to you, I miss it. I minister on the overflow of my relationship with Jesus. I don't get into where I live at. I give you the extras. I can come up here and teach and preach, and I'm just giving you an overflow of what I live on. Why? I'm not looking for a message. The Lord says, look, that's the message. Your life preaches more than your words. But that's built in birth through your private time with God. That's why they continued in the apostles' doctrine. In fellowship with one another, breaking of bread, and in prayers. They prayed. And in small groups. So today I want to share some thoughts to you about um, prayer. Principles to answer prayer. If you had pain in your body, where would you go? If you had pain in your mouth, where would you go? So we got doctors for everything. So when there's a pain, we go to find out, why do I have that pain? Why is something not working in me? So watch this. In Christianity, when we're praying and we're not getting answers to prayer, 
We just continually do the same thing without asking, why aren't my prayers being answered? We should be asking those questions. I am not a religious guy. I hate religion. I want results. I want, I want to know a living Christ that get, I can expect answers from. Every time I have gone to God with something, every time, not, not just one, when it was sickness in my body, when it was financial needs, when it was emotional needs. Uh, listen, I grew up in, I've been serving the Lord 40 years, where there was no RTF. I went to the original RTF, the Holy Ghost. I had to see God get on my face. Why am I like the way I am? And he spoke to my emotional needs. He spoke to my physical needs. He spoke to my financial needs. He spoke to my marital needs. I want to tell you, it's when we come and we seek his face, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, period. Come on. He's a rewarder. So watch this. I want to deal today, why do we pray? What is the, what is the essence of prayer? And I know, I, I've been, I mean, I can teach on different subjects on prayer. And I've been serving the Lord for over 40 years. And I do a teaching on um, how to enjoy an enduring, joyful prayer life. How to enjoy it. My prayer life is enjoyable because I'm not just, I remember so many times I would go with my, my list with the Lord. Here's my list. Okay, there it is. He said, and I, I remember years ago when he said, okay, put that thing up. <laughs> what? You're telling me to put up my, that's, that's prayer. I'm coming to pray. He said, no, that's not prayer. That's religion. I already know what you're coming to pray for before you even come. Now, how many of you know we need the list, we, we need to pray, we need to do all these things. But prayer is more than that. I mean, I, I have fellowship with him, I hear his voice, I want to obey him, and when I come in intercessory prayer, then I'm coming for a different ball game now. But my business is taken care of with him. He's more interested in me than what I can do for him. Does that make sense? Most people find their relationship with God is what they do for God. And so God is more interested in the person, our person, than what we do for him, to be honest with him. So I said, if we're not getting answers to prayer, we need to find out why. It could be our motive is wrong, wrong motive. It could be because of disobedience or sin in our life. Could be because... Uh, we give up too soon about the answer. God gets glorified by answers to prayer. George Mueller, uh, he ran an orphanage for God. He took care of orphans for God. And, and this is what he said. He said, I never told any one person about my need, what was going on in the orphanage. I never said, I never went and asked one person because they had money, that I knew they had money, that I could get some money out of them to meet the need for the orphans. I never did, not one time. He said, I only let God know what was going on, the need that I had, and him only. 
And he says, when I sought the Lord through his word and by the spirit of God, I sought the Lord in that. I have yet, there was not one prayer that went unanswered. I got answers to prayer for everything. So I want to tell you something. That doesn't mean that you don't tell people that, okay, look, I'm going through something. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the man's relationship was with God, where I have another strong relationship with God. I am going to tell him what I need in secret and let him reward me openly. I know some people, when they have a prayer need, I'm believing God for $200. Let's pray. Well, if you believe in God for 200, don't say nothing. Just say, I'm believing God, I have a need, and pray, and let God meet that need. Don't tell anybody about anything. Hold it. Look, I'm going through this job. Pray with me for the wisdom of God. So many times, um, I remember one time I was seeking the Lord. How many of you ever had gout in your life? How many of you know that's pretty tough? That's a, that's a, that's a painful thing. So I was seeking the Lord for that I was going through gout. I wanted healing in my body. So I asked him, said, Lord, I'm going through it. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, if you stand on this word, this promise will work for you. So I, I said, okay, I went through the process. And on the third day, the Lord spoke to me. He said, you want to know why you're going through gout? You have gout all the time. I said, yes. I was waiting for power. See, that's, that, that's, that we get this in church. I was waiting for some power to come to completely eradicate God, God out of my life. I was waiting to fall down. Jesus still appeared, lightning bolts appeared, but he didn't say none of that. He said, you want to know the reason you got gout? I said, yes, sir. He said, you dehydrated. <laughs> he said, drink more water. Your days of gout are over with. I, I, that day I started drinking more water. That's been four years. I've never had a bout with gout since. We struggle with so many things and we expect God to come this way. And if he doesn't come this way, we get disappointed and we get mad at him because he didn't answer. Listen, prayer lets God be God and us be sons of God. You come the way you want to come. You come do it the way you want to come do it. I'm not looking for any which way but to get free. Amen. However you want to do it. So as this, today I want to share with you principles to answer prayer. Let me give you a couple of quotes. If we could watch for answers to prayer like we watch our investments... To grow, we would be like spiritual giants. We would be like spiritual giants. Everybody looks, they invest money here and they keep looking at it to see if it's growing. Have you ever looked at to see if God's answering your prayer like that? Okay, don't shut me down. You'll get one more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get close to you in a minute, okay? George Mueller said this I have joyfully dedicated my whole life to see how much can be accomplished by prayer and by faith. Watch this. I want to share with you today some biblical principles that he taught me years ago that I've never taught at OSC. Never did. I don't know why, but I never did. And so today, I want to bring it to you 
And if we'll follow these biblical principles and look at them, God's going to answer your prayer. If you follow them. Okay? He wants to get answers to prayer. He wants to, he gets glorified by it. So watch this. Turn with, with me to Mark eleven twenty four. How many of you brought something to write with? You're going to need it. <clears throat> Mark eleven twenty four. Let's look at it. You ready? That, now this is Jesus speaking. How many of you know Jesus don't lie? He tells the truth all the time. He meant what he said. He said what he meant. Okay. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Isn't that a good promise? Come on, let's all say it together, because some of y'all are not with it. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Pastor Andy, are you saying God wants to give me my desires? That's what Jesus said. You know what's going through your mind? You started just the minute I said that. You started reasoning everything out. You started reasoning everything why that can't come to pass. But Jesus said it. Let me ask you something. How many of you believe John 3, 3? Is that John? You must be born. How many of you believe that? Because it's written in red. Same Jesus wrote that written in red. I tell people all the time, Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and don't doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he's saying shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. I tell people, you believe that? Oh yeah. I said, have you ever spoke to your problem? No. But Jesus said it. So we got to believe it. And if it's not working, we got to find out why it's not working. So I says, didn't he say, I will give you, let's qualify that de word desire. Turn with me to Psalms 37, 4. Why says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Notice this, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So when I delight myself in the Lord, he gives me the desires <clears throat> of my heart. To give me the desires of my heart. Let me say it again. When I delight myself in the Lord, He gives me the desires of my heart so that He can give me the desires of my heart. Pastor Randy, are you saying God wants to give me the desires of my heart? That's exactly what I'm saying. When you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart so that He can give you the desires of your heart. Don't, don't clap, don't clap yet. Hold on, we can, we can still come. Watch this. Let me tell you, let me tell you what we fight in the church. Two extremes. We, we, we fight, and this is what I'm fighting this morning. Two extremes because the Holy Ghost told me it's in the church. So he says, I want you to deal with that. So two extremes. One extreme, my name is Jimmy. I take all you gimme. The younger brother. Give it to me, my inheritance. I want it. And so, okay, here it is. Get it. And he goes, use it. He abuses it. So everybody looks at, ah, that's bad. Then you go to the older brother that's working for the father. So when the younger brother comes back 
And the father goes and gets, come on, your brother's back. He said, no, that's your son. He wasted your goods on all riotous living, fornicating, and all these things. He wasted, I'm not going in. He said, you never gave me a fatty calf. You never did that for me. And he said, everything I have is yours. You could have had it while you're working for me, but you didn't do it. You could have had it, but you didn't do it. You thought I had to work. That was your mentality. And not enjoy any goodness, any blessings. So there's extremes on both sides. So today he told me, he said, stay the middle of the road. Tell them I want them blessed. I want them to have the desires of their heart. I've got some desires for them. But if your mind can't grab a hold of it, you will abort it and not receive the goodness of God. Come on. Watch this. How did you learn that? I was just like you. I was working, had a business. I'd go to church serving the Lord, witnessing, praying. I had a prayer life. Going to church, tithing. I was a tither. I'd give above and beyond my tithe. Going to church every Sunday night, working. My wife and I saving money, working. So one time I'm, in the, I'm at church, minding my own business. And we always sat in the same spot. That was our spot. Nobody touched that spot. That's, we're coming in that spot. So I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting in there, and worship is going on. Then the pastor got up. I never heard one word he preached on. I was sitting there, the glory of God, the cloud of glory came on me. Now, I'm in my 20s. I'm 28 years old at that time. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so, okay. The glory of God came on me, and this is what Jesus spoke to me. He said, when are you going to start believing me for your business? Don't watch this. Now, he has to renew my mind. My mind says, that's worldly. Can't have that. That's not, can't be God. To be, to prosper, to, for something good. No, it's got to be tough. It's got to, you got to suffer. You, you have to, do, and there is plenty of that going on. But watch this. He said, when are you going to start? And he, he said it pretty strict. When are you going to start believing me for your business? Uh, I was just like, ah, I don't know. I didn't have no answer. He said, didn't I say in my word? Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Didn't I say that? When are you going to start believing me for your business? Now, the, the glory's on me. I'm not seeing anybody else. I'm not hearing anybody else. I'm hearing the voice of God. Speak to me. He said, from this point on, so he's renewing my mind. Why is he doing that? Because I'm delighting myself in him. So he's coming to show me the covenant. He's coming to show me his word. He's coming to show me different, the desires of his heart to give it to me so he can give it to me. If he was trying to get his my desires to, to me, without my mind renewed, I, wouldn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't cooperate with him. I couldn't, you know, if your thinking is wrong, your believing is wrong. When your believing is wrong, your receiving is wrong. So you can't receive from him. Why? You'll condemn you. 
with, with an unrenewed mind. So I said, I want you to believe me for $1,500 every week to come in above and beyond your bills. And look, I did this with fear and trembling. I said, ah, okay, let me, let's prove this out. You know, every time you get a revelation, you need to prove it out. If it's not going to work for you, you know it's not going to work for anybody else. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> so what is this? So I said, and he said, my angel is here. He's listening. So believe you receive the $1,500 and he'll go work to get him to bring it to you. So I said, according to Mark eleven twenty four, I believe I receive $1,500 a week. And so, Lord, thank you. And all of a sudden the glory left. I'm left there trembling. So I said, I told Father Paul, I said, dear God, you'll never know. You never know. Let me tell you what I just got from the Lord. I had a hard time talking. So we did that. Within four months, I had the $1,500 after a week, and my business just took off. No, 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 clap. I'm, I'm still working it. <laughs> <laughs> so I says, <clears throat> so we're, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm going to get some principles. I'm trying to get you to see if our mind's not right to extremes. To extremes, we won't be able to receive from God. He had to change my mind before he could get something to me. So I just go back to Mark eleven twenty four. Put it back up on the screen. Mark eleven twenty four. Let's all read it again. Okay. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Let me ask you, what did Jesus say you would have? Come on, this side right here. What did Jesus say you would have? Come on, say it all louder. What did Jesus say you would have? What did Jesus say you would have? Say it louder. Y'all think I'm just trying to mess with you, but I'm coming somewhere, okay. Uh, what did Jesus say you would have? What did Jesus say you would have? What did Jesus say you would have? None of that's true. Jesus didn't say you would have the desires of your heart. He said the only thing you would get it's what you believe you receive when you pray. If you didn't believe you received your desires when you pray, you ain't getting nothing. You're not getting anything. That's why we pray about things and we figure, we just let them go. We don't expect an answer. We don't look for it. And guess what? We didn't believe, so God couldn't get it to you. And he said, listen, don't let a double-minded man think he's going to get anything. What? I got it. No, I don't got it. I got it. No, I don't have it. I got it. No, I don't have it. You got to believe and stand in faith. I believe I got it. So every morning I get up, I say, I thank you. I believe I receive $1,500 a week. I thank you. I believe I receive healing from in my body. I thank you. I believe I receive healing from God. How do you know? The word said it. What's your evidence? Mark eleven twenty four, First 1 Peter 2, 24. 
How do you know you have it? Because Jesus said it, and he don't lie. He meant what he said, said what he meant. I believe that, and that's it. Watch this. If you listen to what I'm saying, the Holy Ghost wants to get stuff to you and bless you because you're serving him. Don't go to two extremes in the deal. Bless him. Let him bless you and serve God in the blessings. Use it to be a blessing to other people. Some people say, you're telling people to believe God for money. I'm going to tell you to believe for money. Believe God for 50000 and give it all away. How about that? Okay, if you don't want to get none of it, believe for hundred grand and give it all away. Come on. See, we, we, we're so religious in this thing. If God wanted to get something good to you, you couldn't get it. So let me give you... Pastor Scott gave me a lot of time, so okay. I want to give you, quickly, seven principles you need, because this is about receiving from God for you. Receiving from God for you. All right? Seven principles. Number one is this. <clears throat> Number one... Hold on. Ask in the name of Jesus. That's pretty simple. John chapter 16, verse 23 through 24. And I, in that day, it's talking about the day where he died and resurrected. You will ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever, you shall ask the Father in my name. He will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Asking you shall receive that your joy, excuse me, might be full. So watch this. Jesus said, I'm giving you my name. Suppose he's giving us the power of eternity. Suppose a Bill Gates came to you with a check. Wrote you, signed it, and left it blank. Gave it to you. Go ahead and use it and buy whatever you want. Here it is, I signed my... Most of you would be screaming, and, look what Bill Gates gave me. Look, look, he's, I can go and catch, I can buy whatever I want. Jesus gave us his name, Court Blanche. He gave us his name. He put it on the check. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will, he will give it you. It's just like when you ask, it's just like I'm asking. We're joined together. We're bone, you're bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You're one spirit with me. Ask in my name and he will give it to you. He will. So watch this. There's qualifications for that. Let me read something to you that's not on the board. 1 John 2, 3, 21 through 23. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of the Son of God, of Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. Watch this. You're doing the things that are pleasing in his sight and you're keeping his commandment. What's his commandment? Loving one another. You stay in love. God says, I'm going to answer your prayer. You do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Your life got to add up to that. 
You know, my wife, she can go to the bank and go and <clears throat> do all kind of stuff, write checks, get stuff for the home, and she doesn't even have to ask me anything. She has my name. She can go and do whatever she wants. She doesn't. I suppose she'd be flirting around with some other man and going, use my nickel to buy him supper. Well, then, well, then we got problems now. I mean, okay, put a hole on that check. Don't, don't, don't cash that check. Same thing with God. Same thing with God. I don't know if there's a, if you're a Christian, I don't want to do anything that's going to bring dishonor and disgrace to him. I want to live my life right with God. I want to live a holy life. When I pray, there's some things that I need God to break some ungodly things in my thought pattern. I go, Father, I'm asking you to break this thing in my life. I don't like it. Why? It's not your nature. I'm believing God for whole. I'm, you know what I believe for? I want to tell you something. Older I get, give me more influence in the body. Give me more ministry right now. Open it up. I'll take it. Give me more opportunity to minister to you, for you. Why? It's all in his name. What? Why? We have no right standing with God, you and I. The only right standing we have is through his shed blood. Jesus is our righteousness. Watch this. I want to tell you, I'm going to confess to y'all. Y'all ready? I'm going to confess my sin. Then we'll bring each one of y'all up and let y'all take your turn. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with this. Somebody needs to hear this. When I was going through cancer, okay, I had a death sentence. Two cancers. One was on my vocal cords. That's why you hear my, I'm a little raspy. The other one was in my chest. They thought it was in my lymph nodes, but it was on my thymus gland. <clears throat> and so I'm pleading with the Lord, telling him why he should heal me. I want to tell you, you know how many, I told him, okay, I'm going to, you know how many fights I've fought in the church? Your church. You, you realize that? I didn't hear nothing. I said, well, all right. You, you know how much money I've given to the church? I, you want to know how many people, marriages, my wife and I have saved? Ministering? In the, all of a sudden, the glory of God came in. I got scared. They said, no, you had a reverential fear. No, scared. <laughs> I want to tell you something. When a cloud came on, I said, oh my God, what did I do? I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> you know what he told me? Watch this. You have no credit in heaven. I said, what? He said, you have no credit in heaven. No, no, no. Listen, I wasn't making that up. It's not something that's coming out of my imagination. Um, I hit the deck. I hit the floor. He said, you have no credit in heaven. None. 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 And the third time, it broke self-righteousness on me. 
I cried, I wept, I had snot all over the place, weeping and crying in the presence of God. His glory still on me. Now, this is what he told me. He said, only my son has credit in heaven. You're trying to get me to heal you on what you did or what you're doing. Self-righteousness is a bad thing in the church. We think we know because we're living right because his... Why don't you go back and find out where God took you from and go look at the old you every now and then. Oh, say glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm the, he said, you have no... Only Jesus has credit here. You have no credit here. I said, well, now I'm talking to him now. Well, what about all that stuff I've done? I've given... I've, that I'll reward you when you come home. I'll give you some now and some when you come home. And he told me, he said, now get up from there. I'm crying. He said, get up. Get up. Get up on your feet. Wipe yourself up. So I went get my clean up. <laughs> he said, now receive your healing of what my son did to you 2,000 years ago and you shall have it. Yeah. Boom. Whatsoever, whatsoever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, He will. He will. It wasn't intercession. I was praying for me. Intercession's a different deal when I'm praying for you. I don't know what kind of vows you've made in your life. I don't know how you live in your life. I can pray the power on you, but you've got to receive it. So when I pray for people, I take no real, okay? You get healed, glory to God. I didn't do it. Why? He does it. And if you don't get healed, praise the Lord, you're in heaven. I didn't do it. I don't take responsibility for the yeses or the noes. That's the truth. That's the truth. The next one, number two, base your answers. Base your prayer on the promises of God. Watch this. 2 Peter chapter 1, 3, and 4. According as the divine power has given unto us all. Say all. all. Come on, say it. All. all. How much is all? all? Look, he has given it to you. Read it. It's in the book. Read your contract. Read your last will and testament. Read it. It's a legal document. He's given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. To glory, whereby it's given us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in this world through lust. What did he give us? All things. For what? Godliness and everything that pertains to life. Let me ask you, does finances pertain to life? About five of you. So what is this? Is a good marriage something that pertains to life? Is living free in your mind something that pertains to life? Come on. Is favor something that pertains to life? Is wisdom something that pertains to life? Is walking free from lust something that pertains to is walking free from pornography something that pertains? Yes. Yes. 
is walking free and clean without what you do in private where nobody sees, does that mean that too? Yeah. Why? I have a promise. Why? He knew we would be going through all this stuff, so he said, let me make you a promise before you get into it. And before you had the need, he already provided for you and I. Before you ever got to it, there's nothing that can take you or come to you that he doesn't already have a promise for. When Adam and Eve, he built the garden farm, he put everything in it, then he put them in it. After everything was in it, he put them in it. In Christ Jesus, everything is met for you and I. Let me show you this. If that, go to Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. What shall we say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? He spared not his only son, but delivered him up, delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all? Come on and say it. How many things? All things things that pertain to life and godliness. And he's given us all things. Go to John 16, 13 through 15. How babe, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, he'll speak. He'll show you things to come. He will glorify me. He will receive what's mine. He will show it unto you. All things that the Father has is mine. Therefore I say unto you, he will take which is mine, which is all that the Father has, and he will show it unto you. How many things? All things. So what is it? What are you what are you going through today? What are you what is what is everything you have need of is already provided in the promises. Second Corinthians 1:20 says, All the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. If I'm pleading and begging God to do something, it means I don't know what He's already provided. So I'm asking him to do something instead of receiving from him what he's already done. Believe you receive them and you shall have them. I'm receiving. I didn't try to get God to heal me. He healed me 2,000 years ago. I receive what he's already done. So when I spend time in the book, when you're asking God to bless you, to bless you, to bless you, you know what it says? You don't know what's written in the book. Okay, I'm going to leave you all alone. Let me go on this side. All right. If you keep asking God to bless you, bless you, bless you, it's because you don't know what's in the book. What blessing you need? It's in the book. What, what has God provided for you? It's in the book. So when I see it in the book, it's already yes and amen. So when I go to him, Father, I thank you. You have already provided for me. That I believe I receive. Oh, put a pause on that one minute, Randy. Yes. What? You need to adjust this. Yeah, but you said, yeah, but there's conditions for that. So then he makes the adjustment. 
How many of you know you can get pretty, you can get adjusted pretty quick? Especially when your life depends on it. So I want to tell you, number two is base your, your, your faith on the word of God. Number three, be specific. Mark chapter 5, 10, verse 51. Jesus answered, said unto him, blind Bartimaeus, what are you willing that I do to you? The blind man said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. We get so religious. You ever been? Uh, listen, I, I know Sonia and Brett, they have a, a great prayer meeting. I've gone to prayer meetings before. Uh, I was leading prayer meetings, and I'd have people praying, and the Lord uh, would ask me, he said, uh, what did you just pray for? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. He said, well, you're running the meeting. Watch this. We think if we quote enough scripture to God, that's going to get answers to prayer. No. You can quote all day long and not get nothing from God. What would you want? What would you have me to do for you? I want to see. What is it you want him to do for you? I want to be free. Be specific. What is it? I want to be free from addiction. I want to be free from lust. I want to be free from rejection. It's in the book. Receive it. And then the power of God starts working on you to accomplish that in your life. Every prayer I've prayed like that, whether it is for godliness or for financial blessings, or for wisdom for my family, God always, always, always met me. Now when I pray for other people, it wasn't like that. It's a different ball game. Let me ask you something. What color do you want? My wife and I prayed and we believed God for houses. God, and he put that in our heart. I want you to believe me for a house. I said, well, what kind of house? He said, that's up to you. Go ahead and believe me for it. And he told us, and we, we put down what we wanted. Everything that we put down on that thing, God would do it and exceedingly abundantly above that. How long did it take? Sometimes it took a year. Sometimes it took two years. One time I bought a house I was broke. And he told me to, to do it. Believe him for it. And I did, he did, and we paid off the house in five years. Watch this. It all comes back down to your relationship with God. Delighting yourself in the Lord and letting him give to the desires of your heart. There's two extremes in the body. One, my name is Jimmy. Give it to me. The other one, that's ungodly, unholy. You can't have that. Because I'm working for God. Both extremes are wrong. We've got to hit the middle of the road and believe God. Number four. Number four is this. Release your faith when you pray. Release your faith when you pray. Watch this. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 amplified. This is the confidence that we have in him, the assurance and the privilege of boldness which we have in him, we are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, 
He listens to and hears us. And since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we know with settled, absolute knowledge that we have granted us as present possession the request made of him. You have to believe you got it before you ever get it. Some say that, but that's pretty hard. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you a question. How many of you work for somebody else for a living? Okay. Let me ask you, when they hired you to go to work, they said, we want you to start on tomorrow, Monday, and we're going to pay you in two weeks. Did you ever go ask to see their bank account? Did you ever go and check the bank and see if they got any money in it? Did you ever go and ask, hey, look, give me a sign that you're going to pay me. Give me a sign. Let me know for real that you're going to pay me. Never, nobody did. What did you do? You acted on their word. But you see, we don't spend enough time in this book. And with the Spirit of God, yes, that is for you. Now I've got confidence. Why? I've got Jesus' personal representative dwelling on the inside of me. Taking that book and leading and guiding me into all truth. When he breathes life into it, I've got faith for it. And it'll come to pass. Same thing with everything in the Bible. Believe you receive. Number five, thanksgiving. Start thanking God that you got it before you can see it. I believe I got it. I told the Lord I was walking around with pain in my, I believe I'm healed from gout. I believe I'm God-free according to Mark 11, 23. It's in that time the devil attacks you. Give up. Abort on it. He didn't answer your prayer. Give it up. On the third day, Holy Ghost spoke. Drink more water. I was looking for some power to come and knock me out or something. Drink more water. You'll be God free. Struggling with pride. And I know none of you do you struggle with that. I'm 66 years old and God had to deal with me on pride. I said, how long is this going to last? Until you die. Okay. All right. Number four, um, number five, walk by faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. That means I am going to have to, the Bible, that promise is my evidence of what I can't see until I see what I've been believing for. The promise is my evidence of what I can't see until I see what I've been believing for. When I get what I've been believing for, I don't need my faith anymore. I got it. So watch this. I used to run fish offshore. Polly and I would fish. We had a boat. We fished 100, 120 miles offshore. Blue water fishing. We fish out there. You couldn't see nothing. The only thing we had to go by is that compass or that GPS. Couldn't see anything. What was my evidence that I was going to that platform? Because the GPS told me, keep going this way. On this degrees, you'll get there. Keep the power to it, and you're going to get 
to where you're going. Same thing to get answers to prayer. Sometimes we got answers to prayer that were immediately. Sometimes two or three days. Sometimes a week. Sometimes three months. Sometimes six months. Sometimes a year. One time, two years. But we got it. We give up too easy. We give up too easy. We need to stay with something. Persevere in it. Hold on to it. I remember when the Lord gave me a, a prayer assignment to pray for a city. He told me, when he first spoke to me about it, I, I did it. I told my wife, I said, okay, the Lord's got me on this assignment. So just make sure everything is right. So we started praying. Three and a half months later, praying day and night, the answer came. Let me ask you this. Can God trust you with a problem? Can God trust you with a problem that you won't give up and quit or use it to exalt yourself? Can God show you a problem in the church and you don't use it to exalt yourself? But you stay with it until God changes things. The last one, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Let patience have its perfect work, that you might be entire, wanting nothing, desiring nothing, but you've got it in your life. So the things that you're basing your prayers on, number one, the name of Jesus, Number two is basing your faith on the word of God. Number three is being specific. Number four is thanksgiving. Number five, walk by faith and not by sight until I get it. Number six, I think it is. Number six Walk by faith. Number seven is let faith and patience have its perfect work. Those things were taught to me when I was 28 years old. I needed to hear them again. There's some things I let slip if we don't hear them again. And this is not intercessory prayer. This is praying for us, for our needs. I believe God wanted this message to you and I to let you know that, listen, he loves you. He wants to bless you. You're living for Him. God wants to take care of you. God has dealt with Polly and I. He's healed our marriage. You wouldn't have given a penny for us. Back then, I was so messed up mentally, I had to believe God to put me in my right mind. And sometimes I still do. But hearing his voice, letting him, abiding with him, and letting his desires become your desires, and faith becomes pretty easy when you're walking with him, when you're in fellowship with him. Sometimes we think prayer is just getting from God, but prayer at its highest point is fellowshipping with God.
Intercession is fellowshipping with God and letting God tell you what is on His heart and His mind to accomplish in the earth. Let me ask you, did you get anything out of that this morning? Anything? When something is not working, we need to find out why. If you're not getting answers to prayer, you gotta find out why. Lord, what do I have to adjust in my life? What do I have to deal with in my life? What is not pleasing you in my life? And he'll come and he'll tell you. He'll show you. I wanna walk with him. I wanna serve him all the days of my life. And two things I've asked him, I said, I want to glorify you while I live, and I want to glorify you when I die. So when I die, I want to preach, I want to pray, and my last breath, in the name of Jesus, and be in heaven. Is somebody here, Pastor Scott's coming? Oh, okay, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Watch this. The same thing about being filled with the Spirit of God. We struggle with it so much. Receive it. Ask the Father for the Holy Ghost. Every person we pray for receives the Holy Ghost. Receive it by faith and act on that. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your word going into the hearts of your people to fellowship with you. No good thing will you withhold from them who walk uprightly. And so, Father, we thank you for the fear of God. When we obey you, God, you show us your secrets. You show us your covenant. So it can be an expression of heaven on earth. I pray today, Father, let the spirit of prayer permeate this place. Let him catch the spirit of prayer. And that's done by the spirit of God. Holy Spirit, breathe. Breathe upon people that have given up on answers to prayer. Breathe again upon the the coals that once were a fire that had gone out. Stir in it and breathe in it again. Let the fire and the passion for God and the passion of God flow to our hearts again, God. Father, I don't pray for revival. I pray for revolution. I pray, Father, for the church to become the body of Christ. To minister to the lost and pray, Lord, in their sphere of influence. I pray for the spirit of prayer to burn in our hearts, to receive from you what we ask you for. 
And so, Father, we thank you today. Thank you for each and every person today. Anybody that needs healing today, anybody that needs healing in your body today, come on up. No, we'll go over there. I will go pray for you. Anybody that needs healing in your body today, Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Open eyes, open ears, touch his heart. And Lord, let the healing virtue of Jesus flow in him now. In Jesus' name. Say this with me. I believe. I receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.